All right, welcome to the Eagle's Nest podcast, episode number two. We're here with Jade of eighth grade here. How you doing? Pretty good. How you about said, you? I'm good. You said you were a little nervous. I'm not very nervous. So yeah. why do you think you're nervous? Because I've never done this before, and I was not knowing what to expect. Not well, you yeah, this is going to be a surprise for you. Um, it's really just uh, sitting back, chatting, getting to know you know people. Um, you know, well, how's your year going? Why don't we start off something easy? Pretty good. Well, school's going great. I've made new friends and. Yeah. What are some of your um, favorite classes this year? Science, definitely. Science. What do you like about science? Everything. I want to be a veterinarian when I grow up. Okay, so science so, is important. Yeah. And I'm very excited for the animal unit. Yeah? Is that something coming up pretty soon? Yeah, it's our next unit. Fantastic. Fantastic. We're almost ready for high school. Yes. Nervous? No. Excited. You're ready to go? Yes. Do you have any older brothers or sisters? Yeah. But they're not in high school right now. They have all graduated. So they've already gone through it? Yeah. How old were you when they went through high school? Um, probably about 10 for my sister and 7, no, probably 6 for my brother. So you remember it. You kind of, well, maybe not the 6, but the 10. Yeah. Okay. So you guys are kind of spread out. Um, so you want to be a vet. So what, what sort of, um, what are you looking forward to about high school, I guess, since you're not nervous? Um, how can it prepare you? Um, I just, I'm ready for like a challenge. Not that middle school isn't a challenge. It's just, I'm ready for a big challenge. And I am ready for all of the animal classes that I'm going to take. Yeah. How many are there? Um, there's four for just like animal sciences, Mm -hmm. but with like animal medical field, there's like six or seven that are offered at the high school level mm-hmm. that's fantastic are they things that um are they progressional meaning you got to take one do they build yes. one the, okay so yeah. that that's that's good i was like well you could just take them all right away yeah. you know if you had room in your schedule um so uh i guess for a vet where, where where's the best place or uh, you know post high school that you want to go to in indiana purdue purdue is the main one yeah and I really want to go there, yeah. but I'm like, I have no backup choices, so I've been working on that and everything, okay. and Ohio State is probably the next one that I would go to, Okay. and then that, there's one in Michigan, but I don't really want to go. Is that a four-year degree? Is it more than that? It's way more than that. It's okay. like, because four is like for your main courses and everything, and some veterinarian stuff, but then... Once you pass all of those, you have to do an extra four years. And depending on, like, what kind of veterinarian you want to be, there's more years. You're just – so you could specialize. Mm-hmm. Specialize. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, I see uh, – gosh, is it driving down 30, heading towards Fort Wayne, there's, like, a horse hospital or something like that. Yeah. Is that familiar? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's clearly a specialization. <laughs> but then I'm like, I didn't grow up on a farm. I don't know how much upkeep is required. You know, I don't know. If, is there enough business of horses in the area to keep a, something going? Yeah. But I guess so. I guess so. Um, well, um, are you going to miss middle school? With being exciting, uh, being excited about high school, you know, it's sometimes easy to just, okay, I'm done. Yeah. But other things. What are you going to miss? Let's put it that way. What are you going to miss about middle school? 
I will miss like the memories, but I'll still have them if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I'll probably miss like some of my teachers, and I won't miss the work at all. No. Yeah, I'm just I'll I'll just be like ready for high school work because Mr. Harris has definitely been like preparing us and everything. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. In the in the reading classes. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, I'd like to think the writing teacher is doing that as well. Um, so I'm thinking English-wise, you should be pretty set. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. Um, who are some of the teachers? You know, uh, here at here at uh, Indian Springs, sixth grade, maybe one or two from each grade that really made an impact on you. Or sixth at least grade. One, if you can think back that far. Sixth grade, probably Mrs. Parker, the math teacher. Okay. Because she was always so energetic and. Like, when I think of some stuff, like, if I'm struggling in math, I'm like, I think all the way back to Mrs. Parker, and I'm like, okay, how did she teach us to do this? Mm-hmm. And she's always, like, been like you for, like, coordinate planes and everything. It's like, you run before you can fly. So if I ever struggle with those and I just have a complete brain fart, that's why I remember that. And then seventh grade, all of my guy teachers, like Mr. Cass, <laughs> Mr. Blake, and Mr. Schneider, I just had a blast with them. They were, they really opened you got my the, eyes. You got everything. the Trinity there. Yes. All three of them. Yes. And you survived. Yeah. That's a hard act to follow. Those three. Yeah. You know, very good. Uh, where? What elementary? Northern did you go Heights. To? Northern Heights. Um, do you have a favorite memory or a favorite educational experience or favorite teachers from back then? Because this is a podcast that I think. Um, if it's done well, if I do my job well with this, um, you know, uh, as a teacher, you don't know the impact you have on students, yeah. you know, um, and unless they reach out back to you and for me coming from high school, I would just have to run into them as adults and then they might say something, you know, if they have a, the nerve. So here's an opportunity to kind of, um, thank those people or I still remember you, you know, those type yeah. of things. Um, Mr. Farrell, my fifth grade teacher, he was definitely, like, my favorite teacher because he was, like, always there for me, and whenever I had, like, a really bad day or something, he'd always, like, there, he'd be there to, like, pick me up and everything, I mean, he'd pull the dumbest pranks on me, like, he'd take my lunchbox and he'd go hide it somewhere, it'd really give me anxiety because I'm, like, oh my gosh, I forgot to get home, and it was, like, right before lunch, too, so I'd, like, tear his whole room apart, and I tried looking for it and everything, and then, like, we had three months of school left, and he told us that he was leaving, and that made a huge, huge, huge impact on us, like, all of us, because we were all a mess. So he left, stopped teaching, and you had three months to go? Mm -hmm. Wow. It must have been hard for you guys. Yeah. And he went and he worked for the Y. He just thought like better money, better opportunity, mm-hmm. and everything. Cause he would, cause he already worked at the Y for Y care and everything. But he had a higher up level for this opportunity that he was going to. And definitely my kindergarten teacher. Like I still remember her, and she still remembers me. What was her name? Miss Mrs. Stolter. Stolter. Yes. And when. Like, because her son, no, her daughter, her daughter is married to Todd Geiger. They're 4-H related and everything, and I do 4-H, so I see her, like, every year and everything. And their family have all, they always remembered me, Mm -hmm. and they've always been welcoming and everything. It's just, like, that one teacher that's, like, you know you're going to see her, and if something happens to her, everybody's going to know about it. And yeah. you're always going to be there for that family. That's awesome. 
That's awesome. Um, let's change it up a little bit. How does that work for you? All right. Uh, Star Wars or Harry Potter? Neither. Oh, okay. So <laughs> that's surprising. I don't know why. Um, I always get the vibe that it's it's Harry Potter, you know, Harry Potter or die, you know. But when I was talking to Kellen Ferguson, he was, oh, he didn't, he despised Harry Potter. You know, it's not just, ah, I just didn't get to him, he just hated it. Yeah. So neither. Neither. Oh, my goodness. Okay, that's good. Um, you do sports? You yes. play sports, watch sports? What do you do? Yeah, I play basketball and I do track. And then just I'm just all the way around athletics, so I can pretty much do anything. That's good. You're looking forward to do that, continuing that in high school? Yeah. You were, on the, were you on the basketball team here? Yeah. I got a question. I was talking to a couple other players. What's it like to blow out the team so badly? It's great. But because you won. Yeah. But you want a challenge. Right. I mean I you can never like outvalue. You have to always value your wins and everything. And we always have and we always will. It's just blowing everybody out like fifty to nothing and right. like forty something to fifteen. You probably can tell. I mean unless you remember the team from previous, but even if you have no idea about that team Probably five minutes into the game, you know the way that it's going to be. Yeah. And then just starts going and going, and then it's just like lean back and chill, you know? No, we always still play you still, hard. You still go. See, that's what's I, – I would think that you want to strive and have that challenge, so I'm glad to hear that you want that challenge. So yeah. the championship game that you guys won yeah. was against – was it Norwell? Yeah. Norwell, and that score, do you remember it? No, I think it was like 45 to 40 – Forty-two, It was like close-ish. I mean, it did it have a different electricity and a vibe? Yeah. And it definitely helped, like, with the crowd and everything because that definitely brought our vibe in. Mm -hmm. And usually because we play all these easy teams, we really don't have to talk that much unless there's, like, a screen coming or something like that. And this, like, since the crowd was so loud, we definitely had to talk, like, loud nice. and everything. See, that's that'll be a lot like, uh, well, for the big games in high school, not all the games are like that. But, um, you know, I don't know if, uh, you know, Pep Band comes out and plays every game. But, uh, you know, the, the vibe of high school basketball is just really, really mm -hmm. cool here and that, in the state. Yeah, that definitely felt like a high school basketball game because our coach was saying, like, this is going to be like high school. You're going to – we're getting you ready for high school. This is how it's going to be and everything. Yeah. That's great. Does everybody get a chance to play? I mean, when they're they're blown out like that, does yeah, you pretty much clear the bench and everybody gets in at some point? Yeah, when we're, like, blowing everybody out, yeah. That's kind of good because, I, you know, if, if all the games are close, it's not like Little League where everybody has to play. Yeah. You know, so some people could be stuck on the bench. So I guess that's one of the perks yeah. of, of blowing everybody out. Um you like movies? Yeah. What are some of your favorite movies? Disney movies, like any Disney movie. Any Disney movie. There have been <laughs> some bad ones. Here's my thing with you're too young for this, but we had a thing, you know, Blockbuster Video or Hollywood Video, these places you go and get rentals. And the Disney movies would go into the into the cinemas and sometimes they'd come up with sequels, but they wouldn't put them in the theaters. And they called them direct to D V D. Which and so those were always kind of yeah. I don't really consider those 
Disney. Like when Netflix makes like Tarzan 2, but it's not even the same. It's not the same. Not yeah. the same. So are uh, Disney princess movies? Do you like the Pixar movies? Do you uh, the newer ones? Do you like the classic ones? I like the classic ones. Um, I like the new ones. I like princess ones. I like Pixar ones. I like Monsters, Inc. Probably the best Monsters, Inc. Pixar. That's yeah. a good one. That's a good one. You enjoyed the sequel? Yeah. University one? Mm -hmm. That's pretty good, too. Um, what do you... Okay, here's one. I'll lead, I want to lead into this. What is your favorite word? Do you Can have I feel one? like a phrase? I don't know. Why don't you tell me and I'll let you know if it's good enough to class. Like, I don't care. Like, that's kind of like my motto. Because, like, if something happens to me, I'm just like, I don't care. Or, like, somebody's talking bad about me, I don't care. <laughs> it's just, go on, live your own life. It doesn't matter what anybody else is saying. That's a, okay, I'll accept that as a word, but it was really interesting, you know, um, that's hard for people because everybody wants to be liked. It's hard for me sometimes, but, I mean, if that person's talking trash about me, I mean, let them be, I'm going to be the bigger person, and I'm just going to, like, how, how do you learn that? I don't know, I think just from the shows that I've watched and the movies that I've watched, that's just really stuck out to me because my mom she cares what everybody thinks about her but my dad is pretty much kind of sort of like me but it depends on who's talking about about him mm. and i'm just like i just flat out just i'm gonna be the bigger person yeah. i'm not gonna let this one person get me down and like you said i think that can be hard and depending on who it is you know what i mean I, it, it probably a little bit i think it would be hard if it was somebody that you respected or was really close with and that might be really challenging. But if it's somebody you're like, I don't even talk to that person or get to know them, so why should I let them infiltrate my mind, you know, and cause me problems? But um, no, that's a really good mature thing to, um, and I'm sure that you, you pass that forward, you know what I mean, and mm -hmm. not try to cause issues for people. Yeah. And that might be able to, that might be challenging at times. There's times where I want to get back at the other person, but then I'm like, no, just reel yourself back in and just just think on it. Just yeah. just do you. Do you um do you believe in karma? Um, not really. You know what I mean? <laughs> Trying to put good vibes out there in the world, and then good vibes will come back to you. That type of thing. I mean, I say like if something bad or if this person did something bad to me and something bad just happened right back, I just say it like as a joke, like, oh, karma hit you fast. But mm. I don't really, like, believe it and truly, like, stick with it. Do you believe in horoscopes? Have you ever read a horoscope? Uh, yeah. Do you believe in those? No. No? No. <laughs> Did you have a bad experience reading a horoscope? <laughs> no. I just think they're stupid. <laughs> right? There's some, uh, yeah. I don't want to push my feelings on horoscopes, but I, do, I find them silly. I find them more entertainment. It's kind of like a fortune cookie. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I went to um, the Chinese buffet with my daughter here in town, and we literally got the exact same fortune oh, in the fortune cookie. Yep. Which I know that, you know, they buy them by the hundreds, you know, or uh, maybe not thousands. I don't know if they spoil. But, um, you know, it's just one of those things that she read it. I'm like, oh, that's cool. 
And I started reading mine. I just stopped and I handed it to her. I said, read that for me. And it was the same one. Yeah. I'm like, that is just silly. But I think that just really shows you the ridiculousness of, of fortune cookies. Um, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the most, how weird are you? Oh, dear. Way beyond 10. <laughs> oh, so you're breaking the scale. Yeah. Redefining the game. Okay. Yeah. Why? Because when I'm with my friends and everything, my true self definitely comes out. But when I'm with somebody where it's like, I kind of know you, I kind of don't, I kind of dial it back because I don't want to scare them or anything. <laughs> don't want to scare them. That's, that's good. So you just have to get to know them. Mm -hmm. a little bit before you can really kind of unleash on them? <laughs> Are you worried at that point that you're going to scare them away? No, because I gradually, like, hand it to them, or I show them, like, pictures, videos, and stuff, okay. and be like, this is what you're going to get into if we become friends, pretty much. So it's kind of like when they go to a pool. You either jump in, or you stick your toe in, and you slowly get in. Yeah. So you slow allow them to slowly yeah. to join. So way past ten. What scale do you usually exhibit at school, would you say, for the masses, um, for the teachers? Like, what, what score do you think I would give you? I don't know. I try to behave in all of my classes, so probably maybe just like a five, six. And weird is a weird, is a weird word. Yeah. You know, it could be just unique. You know what I mean? How, yeah. How is that person? So you think around a five. Yeah. Okay. So when you try to be good, what does that mean? What do you like, do for that? I try to just, like, make eye contact with the teachers. I just try and, like, listen, take notes and everything. But then when it's, like, partner time or something like that. It can be a little bit yeah. distracting. Yes. Well, I'll tell you from the teacher's perspective, listening and the eye contact when we're talking goes a long way. That's very – we appreciate it. Even if we don't say it, we appreciate you. Yeah. Um, because even if computers are closed, people might not be looking and not listening. Or the way rooms are laid out, sometimes they have their back to you and they don't want to turn around. You know what I mean? So um, that eye contact is pretty pretty good. Um, so we talk about sports, you know, things you're good at, things you like to do. What's something that you are not good at? Um. Where it's almost maybe even for this entertainment value of our audience, maybe comedically you were so bad at it that people might laugh. Oh, but not in a mean way. Definitely drawing. Because mm. if you look at my Chromebook, there's a whole bunch of sticky notes and a whole bunch of drawings and everything. Um, but half of those I do not draw. Me and my friend Carmen during class and stuff, like any classes that we have together, if it's partner time, then mm -hmm. we're done. We sit there, draw sticky notes, and we name them and everything. But the ones inside my notebook that nobody really sees are the ones that I've drawn. I think we all need to see these <laughs> at some point. <laughs> are they like uh, stick figures? You know, no, or like their heads? Or, oh, they're animals. <laughs> Just I, walking around? I drew an elephant one time, and I asked my friends what it looked like, and they said it looked like a train. I looked like a what? A train. You made an elephant that looked like a train. Yeah. Didn't the trunk and the big ears kind of give it away? Or how does that get misinterpreted? Well, the body was <laughs> very narrow. For an elephant? Yeah. You see and a lot of skinny elephants? No. Okay. I've even written on your... an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> you, so you've been on one. So you took some artistic license with this that you're like, um, 
I'm just gonna I'm gonna make a elephant anywhere I want. Yeah. It's like when you color, it's like what color is the sky gonna be? Red. You know what yes. I mean? Just you do whatever you want. The rules don't apply to you. So do you enjoy art? Do you, what, is there something that as you're drawing that just makes you relaxed, excited, challenged? Why do you do that? Why do you I, choose to spend your time doing that? I just think it's kind of like fun and I've like, my grandpa is such a good drawer and he like, he can make words like super cool and everything and I, I, I always thought that'd be super cool to do. So I'm like, okay, blood connected somehow. I gotta have something in me. Right. I do not exactly. have anything in me at all. <laughs> Yeah, you'd figure the bloodline and everything that you'd have an ounce that you know some untapped resource that just needs to be mined and cultivated. Yeah, but there's one thing that I've found when it comes to drawing. Like I can copy stuff very, very well, but when it just comes to freehanding stuff, do you mean like copy, like tracing? No, like looking at something and then putting it on a piece of paper. Oh wow, that's pretty talented. I can do that very well, but I cannot freehand anything. Very well. It all, it's always bad. So if you were mimicking, look, if you saw a picture of an elephant. I could do that. That would not come out like a train. But if you wanted to make it completely original, we got a train. Yeah. Okay. Would you ever, I mean, like, how many of these drawings do we have? Can we, like, have an art show? Would you be interested in hanging them? Or is this just more like, this is just for myself and... I mean, I could show you, but mainly just for me because I don't want people to look, like see it and be like, uh, "Oh, that's from that." She totally just copied that. Oh, I see what you're saying. Well, uh, from somebody who's who's artistic in their own way, uh, in different ways, it's it's very um, nerve wracking to show original work, whether you write something um, because you think it's good doesn't mean other people and. Um, I think the most valuable thing that somebody can give you is their time. And so I think that if I'm going to request you pay attention to this play I wrote or this movie I made, I want, you know, I want it to be really good. I take your time very seriously. Um, but, you know, if the art is something, and I get it, I don't want to show people. Yeah. Um, but it is a very revealing, um, exciting thing that I didn't experience until it was much later in life. And yeah, we do speeches growing up, you know, and yeah, that's original, but it's not something that's like, I just did this all on my own free time. No one, I just did this because I wanted to put something into the world. Um, and then I was like, okay, now I want people to see that I put something in the world. So for you, you're putting it in the world, just not ready for somebody to see. Yeah. Have you thought about taking more art classes in high school, drawing? Um, things of that nature. No, well... If you have room in the schedule. Kind of. Because photography, I've been really into lately. Ever since, like, Christmas break. Beginning of December. Okay, so like about that. six weeks? Yeah, something like that. Did you get a camera? No. But my dad has a camera. And it was because of a movie I watched. It was a Christmas movie. Tell me about it. It was um, The Holiday Calendar. It's on Netflix. Is this like a Hallmark movie? Kind of, yes. And it... Was it good? Yes. It was so, cheesy, okay. cute, good. So you knew what it was going to be before you started it. And then you're like, yeah, that was it. And so it was yeah. fine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so there was photography involved. Yes. 
And I just thought, like, those pictures are so cool. I want to do something like that. And our e-learning day that we had on Thursday, mm. I took a picture. Oh, my goodness. It is now my favorite picture ever. Yeah? It is so cool. Of? Uh, the snow was on the ground, and I picked it up, and I'm like, okay, this is silly. This won't turn out like it did on Pinterest or like it does in the movies. And I blew it onto the camera. It turned out, like, so, so good. I want to see that picture right now. Sure. And we don't care about the the listeners. I mean, they can't see it, but we can describe it a little bit. Yeah. So is it a real nice camera your dad has? Really high pixels and all of that. Well, it's like an old one, but it's still like really good. All right. So you're about five feet away from the camera. Yeah. And literally, you're decked out in an Eskimo. It's just like a winter coat. Okay. Well, (laughs) it looks like Chewbacca. The head, the, the hood, yeah. you know, it's just blasting out. But no, it's a very beautiful picture. Just um, literally blowing snow right at the camera. And so she's out of focus. And in the foreground, it's the snow coming at it. That's really nice. It's really cool. Yeah. So um, more photography on the horizon. Yes. Like experimental stuff? Or maybe once you get a better sense of maybe what you can do? Yeah. Does that make sense? I, I think um, imitation is a great way to um, to develop your own style. And I know that sounds weird, what well, you just said copying something, but you learn how to you know, mess around with, well, maybe the apertures and the shutter speeds and all of these tech terms. That's the only way you, know, you get to learn this stuff is by doing it. And like, okay, I saw that shot and I want to try to replicate that. And you learn that way and then you can apply it to anything else. You know, yeah. and then develop your own your own voice. Um, kind of running out of time here. Um, maybe just got a couple more questions. What's something people seem to misunderstand about you? Um, probably like because I'm not in the smartest math class. I'm not in top level stuff, but I'm like very smart. Hard worker. Yeah. And I, I'm, i like, so bad at tests. Like, I'm sure everybody says that. But, but like, when tests come, oh, dear. Anxiety, stress. Like, yeah. Like, the pre-PSAT. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I was stressing out about that. And that didn't even matter. Right. But it's something that you are being judged on. Yeah. And are you worried that people are going to think less? of you if you don't do well is that it yeah okay because it's like but test anxiety is a real thing yeah and it's just like so much stress and everything Mm -hmm. like oh like my social studies tests depending on how big they are depending on how much time we spent on that unit can be a lot of stress science tests not so much i got those in the bag that's good but everything else yeah Really well, that's, that's the thing with uh, high school. Well, when you get to college, too, some of the testing styles change, and they're more, I can't speak for that stuff, but, you know, the mind were more essay-based to demonstrate your knowledge, and it wasn't so fact of, like, multiple choice. Yeah. So I, didn't, I don't remember having any of those. Yeah. Um, all right, last question. Last question. If you were the interviewer, of this podcast, and you had one question to ask me, 
what would you want to know? Um, probably, like, what was your plan in life growing up? Like, did you ever mm. have, like, a set plan growing up? Fantastic. I wanted to be a vet, actually. Yeah, not that I'm, um, <laughs> I wanted to be a baseball player. I wanted to be an astronaut. I love space. I grew up in the 80s with the, um, the space shuttles were going off. You know, the Apollo missions were done in the 70s, early 70s, and so then the space shuttles. And so um, when the Challenger blew up in 86, I was like in first grade. And I remember watching it in the class when the thing exploded because there was a teacher, public school teacher, Krista McAuliffe, who was on that flight. And so it was, it was amazing. But I, I mean, I, I love space. I still love space sci-fi, Star Wars, but um, baseball is my life. I really wanted to do that. I went to school for um, broadcast journalism down at IU. That was my degree. Um, but then I realized I this is going to take all of my weekends. This is going to take so much time. I didn't even have a family yet, but I'm like, I'm going to want to be a dad, and I'm going to want to be a part of that. And so I, um, I didn't pursue that, and I left baseball a hobby in my life, but didn't chase that. Um, you know, the last five to ten years, acting has really taken off for me, and I really enjoy doing that. Um, you know, once my kids get through school, you know, that might be something I pursue more full-time. Um, whether that's Chicago or California again, you know, it's something that I think uh, I would really like to do. Um, so my dreams, um, from childhood to adult, you know, you can always dream. Um, but just whether you have the courage to, to jump and do that, I haven't always had. I've always thought of others, you know what I mean, yeah, and family. But uh, but teaching, I grew up, my mother was a teacher and an administrator uh, in Fort Wayne. Um, you know, I coached kids baseball when I was in high school with a Wildcat baseball program. Um, and so education just came real natural. And I really enjoyed, um, you know, growing watching them grow and develop and the light bulb moment goes off and so uh, teaching has definitely been a, a, a I guess a new dream a dream that I didn't know that I had you know what I mean that I wasn't uh, striving for so um, is that good enough interviewer yeah do you have any follow-ups to that no. no okay well then we are going to wrap it up um, so thanks for listening to the Eagles Nest good name in it the Eagle's Nest yes. podcast uh, with Mr. Allersmeyer and Jada. And, um, yeah, keep listening. Thanks.